Welcome to Off the Board Sports. We are three professional sports handicappers. In each podcast episode, we will give three to five free sport picks to our listeners. We will also dive into the hottest sports topics around the globe and offer our opinions. Let's get right into our show before our picks are taken off the board. Good morning on this Sunday, September 3rd, 2023, and welcome to today's edition of Off the Board Sports, your number one podcast for free daily picks, futures, and analysis, and opinions on the hottest sports topics on the planet. We give out free sports picks hitting at 64%, and it's gone up again yesterday, a 2-0 sweep. So yes, don't listen to those other pundits on TV who are just scams. We bring it to you right here. We also have paid services as well. We're going to kick off and recap the first day of college football Saturday yesterday. And, of course, we're going to lead off where everybody's leading off. The Colorado Buffaloes, they're stumbling there in Boulder. They're trouncing people. And what a win. This is one of the greatest wins for a debut head coach ever. Sanders, Dion, Neon the Neon, he did it. Huge win. Juan, take it over. Buffaloes beat TCU. Covered yeah. spread easy. Well, uh, I wasn't surprised this was high scoring as many people thought it would be. It didn't really start off in that first quarter after the bus uh, opened the score in a 7 0 touchdown. But look, give a lot of credit to uh, Sanders at the QB position. You know, at Jackson State, he won two titles there at the Division Three school. But as well as how this game played out, I wasn't surprised. You know, TCU's defense is weak. We saw it all last year. They lost some key players even more. They're depleted. But nobody really expected this Buffaloes team to really come out together in game one. No one gave them a chance. They said it couldn't be done. But, uh, again, it's uh, what Sanders said. We don't care what a lot of people think. We're going to go out there and play our game. And they have a quality quarterback. I mean, this guy uh, put up 500 yards. But, again, like I mentioned about that TCU defense, it was a lot of easy throws, a lot of open guys. It was it was a, They were just giving them what they wanted. It was a lot of easy throws for Sanders throughout that game. Markham knows that as well. But, yeah, um, I know they're riding high right now, but let's not get it twisted here. Colorado's not a very good team. They're lucky to get to a bowl game. They're going to be riding high on this win. Um, they got Nebraska next week in Boulder on the lines at two. We're going to be getting to that game as the week winds down. But it's a great accomplishment. Like I said, um, I love Deion Sanders as a player, as a, as a head coach. I think he will get this Colorado program turned around quickly back to what they used to be. Uh, yeah. yeah, Marco, uh, any insights on yeah, this game? Yeah, I thought my take was uh, Juan mentioned how great Sanders was. And uh, very early on in the first quarter when I was watching the game, it was evident that Colorado uh, was going to be close in this game. I thought the line coming into this game was too high at 21. Uh, their defense, there needs to be work done on that, obviously, with the quarterback play in the Pac-12 and how many high scoring uh, numbers those guys can put up. But uh, Colorado's offense look good. Only week one. We'll see if they can continue that throughout the year. But, uh, yeah, very impressed. And, and all the credit goes to this team. Uh, like Juan mentioned, everybody didn't give him a chance in this game. Uh, but it was a great performance. All right, yeah. Anything else, uh, Juan? Well, yeah, just a week, week one. Yeah, we had a uh, yeah. lot of upsets yesterday. You know, out west, we had Texas Tech go down in Wyoming. Yeah, I actually, excuse game. me, Juan, I actually had Wyoming plus 14. I said uh, Texas Tech. Got up 17-0 that game, but you guys thought it was over at that point. But 
Uh, anyways, just go quickly out there on the higher paid service that I had there. Yeah, I, I did not say it was over. And, you know, it's no, you never go to Laramie up in that elevation. Texas Tech really got gas late in that second half, and it was really evident and it really showed. Yeah. But, yeah, I'll bet some other uh, games that yeah. were exciting. You saw Texas, I'll State, tell you. Yeah, go Texas on. State upset Baylor as a minus 26, another shock around the college football in week one. As well as some other uh, games, you know, I had Coastal Carolina on our free pick yesterday covering in UCLA. They were late, late in that game, 13-14, but they couldn't get it going. Grayson McCall, like I mentioned yesterday, throwing the two picks, the leading uh, QB uh, with a touchdown to ratio in that category, right. and uh, really let his team down yesterday in that fourth quarter. But nevertheless, they were big underdogs, and I still got that win as the free pick at plus 16. I, but yeah, anything else that caught you guys' eyes in week one? I mean, oh, there was yeah. a lot of upsets, a lot of, a lot of underdogs covering on the spread. Well, just it, I mean, let's talk about you want to talk. I know you mentioned about great quarterback, uh, you know, five hundred some yards against TCU. But I'll tell you what I was impressed with that Washington team there, Michael Penix. What about him? I mean, they just beat up on a pretty darn good Boise State team, uh, one that I have favored to win the Mountain West. I know Juan. I mean, Marco has a future bet. I mean, Jesus, I'm looking at his book right now. He loves this Washington team to win the Pac-12 and even maybe even go on. Further than that, what did yeah, you think of this game? I have a lot of futures on Washington, like you mentioned. But, yes, yeah, so this game was close in the first half. Washington get 28 points in the second quarter. And we all know what their offense does. Michael Penix, 29 of 40, 455 TDs, zero INTs. So I'm more impressed with that. And I was very impressed with that. Again, we know what their wide receiver has. But also uh, just uh, impressed with the Pac-12 winning every single game. And a lot of these games, you know, Colorado State at Washington State, a lot of people thought that was a trendy pick. Washington State goes in there, puts 50. You look at Stanford, who a lot of people had Hawaii. Uh, so very good week one overall for the Pac-12. Like I said, every team won their opening game. Uh, Cal, a very low line at North Texas, minus six, put up 58 there. Uh, people thought North Texas was, I think a lot of people just came into week one fading the Pac-12 because a lot of people think they they suck and they're bad. Uh, but a lot of people have lost all the money uh, fading the Pac-12 in week one, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a good point there. Pac-12 was undefeated in week one. Yep. But quickly, what I was more impressed, you saw, like I mentioned, a big, big uh, spreads, underdogs covering. You saw Buffalo against Wisconsin. I was impressed with Ohio Te- State. Texas versus Rice. Rice covered that. Yeah. And you talked about, I don't know uh, about, ten- about Tennessee Martin at plus 50 covers against Georgia, 48-7. to But I was more impressed in those picks. I liked a lot of those spreads as those underdogs. Very good week for the Pac-12. On a higher serve. Yes, it was a very good week one for the Pac-12 as well. They should be playing well headed into week two. But, yeah, let's keep it rolling let's, here. Let's get into our first uh, free pick today. I'm going to give you Baseball Diamond, marquee matchup. The Atlanta Braves are in Tinseltown against the Dodgers. And right now the Braves are putting their stamp on in the National League right now. Six in a row, all on the road since they opened up that road stand in Colorado. Right now they got a good, I pretty good pitching matchup. More on the on the bump, three point two nine ERA. These guys are hot right now. I know there's a lot of speculation of bets catching Acuna and the MVP, but this man's taking over. Marco, I like the Braves here to win their seventh in a row in LA. Yeah, certainly that's a great pick. And yes, Acuna is taking over the NL MVP. Another future I had with him there, but. Let's get into my free pick today, going out west, Pac-12. I like the total here at 54, Oregon State, San Jose State. San Jose State put up 28 against SC defense, had 200 yards rushing. We know what Oregon State likes to do on the offensive side. they got a great, talented running back group there. So I think Oregon State wins this game. I think DJ Ugalaga 
plays well for the Beavers in his debut and see how Oregon State comes out of the top 20 team. But I like the total. I think this game is somewhere 40-20 to Oregon State. I think San Jose State can put up points. Their offense isn't bad. Cordero is a dual-threat quarterback. Played well last week, like I said. Again, it's going to come down to the running game, but I like this game. Hit him going over the total 54. There you go. And uh, we're going to get in a Wands free pick here, but we're also going to dive in today because it's the marquee matchup of all the college football weekend. He likes this game, LSU, Florida State. There's a lot of trendy people on the LSU Tigers. Uh, give us your input on this game, Juan. Uh, who do you like? Yeah, well, you saw this line open up to LSU at minus three. It's already down to one and a half. A lot of money coming on Florida State. And I like Florida State in this matchup. I mean, you know, LSU, they're always uh, in these primetime games. This Maybe this is the year a lot of people are on them with uh, Brian Kelly to get them to the uh, college playoff. I don't see it. I think this game goes a long way for either the winner of this game. I think Mike Norvell knows that. This Florida State team, like I mentioned numerous times, is loaded on the defensive side of the ball as well as the offensive side of the ball. And you're going to see that tonight against a very good LSU team. They have a Heisman candidate at QB over there. Oh, they both are yeah. Heisman uh, candidates with uh, Jaden Daniels and uh, Jordan Travis. But I go, I go back to what I said. I think Jordan da- uh, Jaden Daniels is not as good as quarterbacks think he is. That He didn't do much at Arizona State. Last year, he had a mediocre season. I'm going Jordan Travis to make the big-time plays in this game. I'm going Florida State. Okay, I mean, this is the game that, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, pundits on one side that love LSU to be the, the, the team this year. That uh, Equally, the other side, a lot of people love yeah. Florida State to be. I mean, we're going to find out day one, today, who's really for real. Yeah. I mean, yeah. who do you think, Marco? What's the keys? Yeah, I think for Florida State, you look at their wide receivers. Uh, you mentioned Johnny Wilson, 6'7". Uh, just a m- nightmare matchup for the secondary and corners for LSU, who's got some transfers on that end. You also look at Ken Coleman, a transfer from Michigan State. I think he has an instant impact right away as well for another weapon for Travis, as Juan mentioned. And then you got the tight end, Jamal Bell, that everyone's been talking about. Another transfer from South Carolina who you can line him up in the backfield, do a lot of what Debo Samuel does in college. So I think there's a big advantage for Florida State. I think on the defensive side for Florida State, they have the advantage as well. We also know a couple of players are not be playing for LSU, their star defensive tackle, Mason Smith. Also, yeah. their top running back's not playing in this one. So I think for LSU to have a chance, you got to have Jaden Daniels make the plays with his running game. Uh, you mentioned uh, Florida State has a really good defense this year. They return everybody, again, helping the transfer portal. They get the transfer from Seyfriz from Virginia, the top corner in the game in a lot of people's mind. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, Daniels has to make plays with his feet if LSU wants a chance to win this game. Well, you know, Daniels, uh, when he was on Arizona State, he always, when the play broke down, he's, he's more of that scrambling type QB. I mean, he can make every throw, but yeah. um, um, I didn't really see it last year as LSU progressed in the SEC play and as well as late down the stretch. But year two, uh, expect a lot of big things for them. You just mentioned Florida State. I just like him everywhere on the field yeah. uh, without Alice Hughes leading running back as well as that defensive uh, star player. Wow. I mean, you heard it here. Poor little LSU. I got no chance. As you, according to our board right here and our experts, believe us first, but poor little LSU has no chance. Just give it up right now. It looks like Florida State's going to win this one for according to you guys. Let's, let's take it to another topic here. Most impressed, most unimpressed so far i know i know right now marco was very unimpressed i think with tennessee you still you still agree on that uh in terms of week one no i i would say ohio state uh-huh. just because a lot of people thought impressed or unimpressed unimpressed okay. because they only put up 23 points i know there was a lot of 
you know, who was going to be the QB1 there, but still, Indiana was a team that didn't have anybody returning on the defensive side of the ball besides two starters, and they only had 23 points. Uh, defense looked good, though. We didn't expect Indiana to put up points in this game, uh, but very unimpressed in week one. I know Ohio State will figure it out in their offense in the coming weeks, but just like how you mentioned after week one, that was uh, unimpressed with uh, how they played in Indiana. Juan, your first take, who are you impressed most with or unimpressed with? Um, I mean, you can go with Ohio State. A lot of people thought they were going to cover that number, first Big Ten game in week one. But, I mean, you just look across the board. I mean, Tennessee did not look good the first half. Georgia didn't either, but they turned it up in those late in those second halves. Um, I would have to go Michigan, if anything, um, against East Carolina. You know, they really didn't play well in that second half, only seven points. Um, they got up big on them uh, early in that first half, but like I said, seven points in the second half. I'm sure Jim Harbaugh not coaching. I'm sure he's not happy about that. And again, another underdog covering the spread against a, a big favorite in week one. But yeah, I, I would say Michigan in, in that uh, sense. You guys still uh, got the thumbs down also on SC? Yeah, SC, uh, I mean, come on, they were playing Nevada, but, you know, we wouldn't expect them to win that game. Uh, they'll be tested uh, when they get into the Pac-12 against all those uh, top quarterback teams that uh, can put up points with USC. So, again, the jury's still out on them for me. Uh, Caleb did what he had to do against a less superior team. Oh, uh, wow. You, you still are, are you sold or still not sold on SC? No, I've nev- never been sold on SC ever since the head coaching has just been a mess. I know everyone loves Lincoln Riley. I've certainly never been a believer in Lincoln Riley ever since he was on Oklahoma. You know, he has a great uh, regular season, gets to the college playoff, but cannot get over that hump. And he won't get over that hump with USC. Marco just mentioned they'll be tested against Stanford uh, th- this upcoming week. But, uh, you know, Stanford, they have a above-average defense in the Pac-12, but again, um, I expect them to win that game, but we'll see. I mean, um, they had an easy yeah. game against Nevada. I'm not going to read it too much into that, but um, yeah, let's keep it going here. Yes, uh, <laughs> anything else? Bust or must? Uh, we got everything covered. You got your three free play, uh, free uh, plays today. Marco, what do you got? No got anything much uh, right there? Well, I was just impressed also with Drake May. He had a really good game, got the win. Very good. Uh, 24-32. Had two interceptions, though. I uh, didn't get to see what uh, if it was tipped on or not, but a uh, very good game. We got the win, a lot, and uh, their defense played well. That was a little bit of impressive for uh, and a question mark for this Tar Heel team. Rattler also played good, 30 out of 39, 353 yards, uh, just going to get in the end zone. So uh, very yeah. impressed, very good game. That was a lot of people's game of the week. It was a good matchup, and it lived up to it, in my opinion. Yeah, I just want to get quickly what quarterback I was impressed with. It's going to go to Penn State, Drew Hilaire, 21 yeah. out of 29, 325 yards, three touchdowns, no no INTs, no turnovers. I'm really high on this guy as a freshman, as a five-star recruit. I expect him to do big things at Penn State. Um, but, yeah, I love what he did in game uh, week one against West Virginia. There you have it. Three free plays today. We also have some plays on our paid services. So email us at offtheboardsports at gmail.com. Get all of our picks before they do. Go off the board. We'll be right back here tomorrow to recap today's games and look at tomorrow's games Thank as you well. for listening you. to Off the Board Sports. For any inquiries regarding our paid services, please email us at offtheboardsports at gmail.com. We invite you to follow us on Twitter at OtheBoardSports and Instagram at OffTheBoardSports. Thank you and best of luck.